Africa Update on SAFM Sunrise, a continental overview of current African affairs. Russ Advocate Sipo Mantula, good morning. The Swiss president pledging to advocate for conflict victims in the DRC, that's as they take over the UN Security Council. Remember, Alain Besset is in the DRC, visiting DRC since uh, Wednesday. He will be visiting the Eastern DRC, Goma and Bukavu. Now, yesterday he pledged to Philip Tessekedi that he will definitely, on the agenda of the UN Security Council, put the issue of the DRC of the civilian population victims on the agenda. This is very important because the Switzerland has been part of the UN uh, almost 20 years and they are a non-permanent member of the Security Council since January. So they assume what we call the presidency for a month in May. Remember, the presidency for April is Russia, uh, despite this ICC uh, uh, warrant arrest for Vladimir Putin. But Switzerland is focusing on the issue of the Eastern DRC. Hence, the visit will also include the North Kivu, Bukavu, and Goma by the president of Switzerland, Alain Besset. And then the former Kenyan president, Uhuru Kenyatta, he's calling for support from the East African community in the East DRC. Exchanging notes also, Uhuru Kenyatta with the UN Secretary General Envoy, uh, Wang Shia. Uh, Uhuru Kenyatta is, is a mediator on the what we call East Africa-led intercongolese dialogue. So he's also raising the issue that the Eastern DRC remains a great concern uh, issues of humanitarian support, issues of security, even conflicts, dimension of different in- intelligence operatives who are in the DRC, and the issue of the deficit of trust between the government and the civil society. So he's raising all these issues that he was meeting uh, with the special envoy of the UN Secretary General in the Great Lakes, uh, uh, Wang Shiai. Uh, remember, he was visiting Nairobi. So Uru Kenyatta took that advantage to engage on the Eastern DRC situation. And then the Namibian Judicial Service Commission, they're clearing the air around the appointment of a, of a Zimbabwean judge as an acting judge of the Supreme Court. It's interesting. I mean, Eswatini, I think, for a long time has used yep. South African lawyers as judges. No, correctly, Stephen. And remember, even Sean Abrams was an um, general in Namibia not so, so long. So if you can look the SADC region, uh, the issues of the Judicial Service Commission in that area, because there is a, what they call a lack of transformation in the, in the judiciary and in the bench in Namibia. Hence, the chairperson, uh, Agawenda, was saying that the lack of female representation has pushed them to appoint actually three female judges to serve between now and 2024 March. Now, the other three judges is Haneli, Prince Law, and East Chase. So these two women will be mentored by this woman from Zimbabwe, uh, uh, who is now going to be uh, the one who is serving as a mentor for these judges, because he has been there for 22 years. If you can recall, uh, Rita Makarua has been there for many years in Zimbabwe. And you'll recall, Stephen, even the South African Judicial Service Commission, we still have to learn from Zimbabwe at some point. The issue of the pity that there's no rule of law there. But at some point, when you have to study legalities and matters of judicial and constitutional law, Zimbabwe is used to top. Hence, Makarua is in Vintuk. All right, well, let's see how that plays out. In Botswana, the president, he's challenging the former president, Ian Kama, to come back home. Wow, no love lost between these two. Stephen, but that's good because if your former uh, deputy president or vice president calls you as a former president to say, come and contest elections, come back home, you know, come back home. Uh, this is what Masisi is, is asking Ian Kama, who is exiled 
in South Africa to say, come back home and come and engage. And we are saying this because you'll recall that Khamoroni is also on the verge of elections come 2024. So he's pleading with uh, the former president to come home and engage. And I think this is a good hand that comes from the current president saying that we are not paging you, we are not after you, uh, Ian, come, come home and come and engage with opposition parties. Well, yeah, let's see what karma does. And then in our archive, you're taking us all the way to 1958. Really important. I mean, we were talking about borders in Africa a couple of days ago. This story that you're talking about takes us right to that. Stephen, 65 years ago, if you want to talk about the birth of the OAU, the 60 years of African Day, which is next month, 25 May, we have to trace it from here. It was eight African states that were independent, Ghana, Ethiopia, Sudan, Liberia, Libya, Morocco, and Tunisia. And Kwame Nkrumah was the one who had convened this meeting of first conference of independent African states. And after that meeting of mine, they declared this day as African Freedom Day or African Liberation Day. And this day now is known as Africa Day when it comes 25 in May. Uh, that's why when we trace it, and we have remember people like Patrick Duncan, who was then a member of the Liberal Party of South Africa, who later joined the PSG, was in that meeting, was in that conference. I still vividly remember Oliver Tambo attended the one in December because there was a second round of this meeting of mine. So if one looks at the history, Stephen, of the independence of Africa, the borders of Africa, the Berlin Conference, this day it marks that significant move. South Africa joined the OAU, by the way, 29 years ago, on 23rd of May 1994. So you can see how important is this archive this morning as we are sharing with our listeners to end the week on that note, Stephen. And you say, Asante Sana, they must listen to SAFM Africa update report, SAFM station of the air. Rasad Vakit, Sipo Mantula, thank you very much indeed.